The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hello everybody, it's Sai. Just a quick reminder before this week's Chain Wrestling Live podcast version begins. The next edition of Chain Wrestling Live is our 100th live episode. Magsy and I are hugely proud that we've reached this milestone. I want to thank everybody who has ever voted in the poll, retweeted, listened to the podcast, watched the live stream, whatever. Thank you all so much. We keep saying it every single week, but this show is your show. Without you, it doesn't exist. However, the reminder I want to give is Chain Wrestling Live 100 is not at its usual Monday night slot. Chain Wrestling Live 100, so the next edition of Chain Wrestling Live, will be coming to you live via all the SJP World Media stuff, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and all that great stuff, on Sunday the 13th of August at 7pm. That's Sunday the 13th of August at 7pm. And I'll be honest with you, I go on holiday the following morning. I haven't got a clue when the podcast version is going to be ready for release, so I can't make any guarantees on that for that week. It will be with you, but I can't guarantee when. So your best bet, really, is to join the Lord himself, Mr. Mags, me, and the rest of the CWF live on Sunday, August the 13th, 7pm, via all the live stuff that SJP World Media uses. Okay, thank you so, so much, and I hope you enjoy this week's show. is on mute great start to the show no i'm not on mute it's the internet again fuck's sake <laughs> oh it's gonna be a fun episode for uh, so, do you know what happens mate do you know what happens well first of all hey yo good evening everyone um <laughs> do you know what happens though when my internet is playing up it makes everything lag and go really slowly so whenever you play a video it's like the intro or the hall of lame segment or anything like that sometimes it doesn't play on my screen and I'm sat there thinking, shit, is everyone, am I still live? Is everyone still looking at me? What's going on? And then it'll catch up after the fact. So then it, it, when you do that, StreamYard automatically mutes the microphone, doesn't it? It does. And when we come back from playing the video, it takes a second or two for my internet to catch up and unmute me. I feel that that may not be the internet and it may be your incredibly decrepit laptop. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, also, I'm running this new microphone still, aren't I? So maybe my laptop's being a bit like, mm, ain't sure about this, pal. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just about cope with the web browser. You're now <laughs> throwing a, a microphone at me. That's too much to ask. Yeah, the thing is, um, my internet's been fantastic all day. And I've run a, done a few speed tests beforehand. And it's literally, as we went live, I had the little signal drop out and then drop back in again. So it's come back and it's back to being super good again now. Okay. It's literally as we went live, so hopefully this that tiny crossed. little glitch, that Fingers tiny little for the rest of the show. Indeed, mate. Indeed, because we've got a bumper show again, haven't we? This week, we a have. 99th episode, live episode, Maxi. It is mental, Mad, isn't it? mental, Absolutely insane. How have we been allowed to be on the air for that long? Well, yeah, and you take into consideration pre-live stuff as well. It's 130 odd episodes now. 
you know what what is the stat that you said once most some, a lot of podcasts don't get past five episodes or ten episodes or something yeah, like that it's it's ten uh most ten. podcasts uh people give up before ten episodes because it doesn't become an, a massive instant hit and they get disheartened but yeah we've we've kept going even though ours has not been a massive instant hit and we've both been disheartened about it but, yeah <laughs> Yes, but that's because we have the wonderful CWF and our own little community who join us live every Monday night. And to those glorious, lovely, wonderful people, I say... Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from, this is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production. I am Sai. And with me, as always, is the dude love to my what is love. Mags, you don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. The stone cold to my lukewarm at best, a podcaster who runs the Burnley Body Shop. But that one doesn't deal in second-hand cars like the Briscoes. Oh, no. You know what I mean. <laughs> the podfather himself, Lord Magsy. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, the Burnley fucking body jump, Jesus Christ. That must be down the back alley <laughs> where you need a special kind of invitation to enter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really good. Finally, the weather up here in the north is thinking it's going to subside, so we're actually going to get a little bit of sun. Uh, so... Yeah, all good in the hood. Uh, we just had rain, mate. Just rain. Lots and lots That's of rain. That's what we've had rain for weeks. Absolute mm. weeks. But today we've you had You've got to be careful sun. where you are as well, mind, because you're like in a valley, ain't you? You might fill up. We're on the top of a valley, though. Oh, okay. So the, the actual town of Burnley will flood uh, before we do. So we'll right. get to watch the, the, un, the uncleansed masses like scrape for existence and we'll just be laughing while yeah. smoking our pipes I, I forgot you know i forgot who i was talking to obviously the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the lord himself he's you, he's in his you think i'd drown with these scumbags <laughs> he's in his castle overseeing all his land isn't he eh? all i survey <laughs> <laughs> oh magsy um have you seen this horrible horrible injury Literally, I saw it on my phone, a football injury that's uh, that's happened. I saw it on my phone about five minutes before we went live. I saw the picture and I was like, whoa, that is terrible. It, ma- it makes Sid Vicious look like he stubbed his toe. No, it's I'm not, I'm not, Oh, my I'm word. Uh, Luciano something or Luciano Sanchez, maybe? Some, somebody in the chat is bound to know. Give us the guy's name. Please don't share the image uh, on here because it is one of the worst I have ever seen. And I imagine there's plenty of people who do not want to see it. But oh my goodness, my goodness Maxie, you've got to check that out. It is, it is rancid, mate. This Luciano. poor dude. Luciano injury, I think you want to type in maybe or something like that. Never seen it. I'm, I, may, I may share this. Oh. Why? I just said don't share it because it's going to be gross. Um, I've got a video of it now. Oh, I'm not seeing the video. Let's let's see if we can share it. No, what? 
I'm not well, really caring, if you have a nervous disposition. I'm not putting it on. I've just got it on on the side at the background. So if I look and go, oh, then you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is horrific. I don't know what you made me think of that right this second, but yeah, it is not a good look. Yeah, what? Magsy's face that tells the story. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. There's a picture of him getting carried RRP away. RIP for Luciano Sanchez's leg in the chat. Jesus. Yeah. That's There's crazy. a picture of him uh, getting carried away on a stretcher as well, and you see that you see his knee in there. It's all... Uh, it's all <laughs> facing directions. the wrong way. It it's is bad, facing bad. the wrong way, folks. It's horrific. It's thanks, not for, good, thanks for starting the show with that atrocity, sir. Amazing. You're very welcome, mate. You're very welcome. <laughs> On that note, you can see behind me Big Bob saying good vibes only, which is what we wish Luciano after that horrific injury, I guess. And I think vibes are going to be the least of his problems. Yeah. Like le- learning to walk again might be like higher on on his list yeah it's not a good one is it it's not a good one but anyway shall we see who's joined us in the chat early on mr magsy yes we shall so uh first up and uh, the amazing artist who provides us with weekly uh splash screens for our show it's always always appreciated king's pig's bladder uh, is that what it's called a splash screen well a a static screen they're called splash screens in gaming aren't they so that's where I, i got it from do you want to tell people what the WhatsApp was that I sent you to say that we had one? Um, oh, no, I, I don't remember. You just said... Uh, I, I sent you Pig's Badder has, has made us a thingy. A thingy, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you did, that's very true. Uh, next <laughs> next in the chat, uh, as always, Sharon, with it's Monday night, you know what that means. It won't be Monday night next week, but we'll get oh, on no. to that in a... Uh, into a, in a few minutes, Dan Griffin in the chat. Evening, you glorious mother fluffers. Um, Connor in the chat as well. Hello, Magda. Hello, Connor. How are you, sir? Dan Griffin, new record, internet bullshit, 2.6 <laughs> seconds in. So, shove more coal on the fire, power in the laptop. He's got one of those where you have to just keep winding, like one of them, like camping torches you just have to wind it and wind it and wind it you'll get 10 seconds of light well that's got, what size to do with his his uh his laptop got to poke the hamster to make it run in the wheel <laughs> uh and dan's also complaining straight away sir sharon's sending me cordy gifts again make <laughs> her stop i wonder if it's gifts of, of brock lesnar passing the torch to cordy oh with yeah the, with the handshake that yeah. actually moment, blew eh? me away yeah, yeah blew me away um King Pig's Bella says that's just uncalled for, Dan. And <laughs> it's facing the wrong way multiple times. Yeah, his knee. Oh, it's grim. Uh, and on that note, hello, Charlie. How are you? You definitely don't want to look up that don't. injury because it is brutal. Uh, King Pig's Bella saying, I'd seen the still, but the, after, the aftershot is horrible. I've just watched the video and it's, it literally has made my stomach churn. Uh, and then Dana said, I actually didn't mind the handshake. It was a hell of a moment. Yeah, it was. Mm. I mean, we'll get, we'll probably get to some I assume you've watched it by now, yep. sir. Yep. Um, it was a very busy weekend in terms of um, sports content, I suppose. But yeah, so that's all the chat caught up for, for this week. Well, let's, let's dive into it then. You say it's a busy weekend for sports content. I mean, for me, it, it was, it was SummerSlam wrestling wise. Mm-hmm. That's all I really watched. Uh, it was a good show. It had some good well, moments, but and it, then some it wasn't. Wank. 
It yeah. had some rank as well, didn't it? Yeah. I think well, Cody Brock stole the show. I thought that was the best match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul was a great opener as well, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It wasn't yeah. perfect, but it was a good opener. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was... Uh, it was uh, a show of two hours. I, I actually was watching on three separate screens because UFC, uh, SummerSlam, and Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz were all literally on at the same time. Um, so I had three. It was like a cinema. Uh, but <laughs> uh, SummerSlam was the the Cody match was superb. The the bit that really ruined it for me though was, and it's probably the first time in this whole storyline that that I, I feel like saying this, but the bloodline stuff just, yeah. it, it jumped the fucking shark. Yeah. It? It's gone now. It, it? It's, it's gone. gone. It, yeah. That ruined it. Yeah. The whole point of Jimmy, uh, and Jay leaving the, the bloodline because, uh, Jimmy, uh, had issues with Ro- uh, Roman and then for him to turn on Jay in the match. And then the, in the, in, in between the tribal combat match where nobody else was meant to get involved. And, yet and everyone so got involved. Cut. Yeah, it just, it made not, it was bad, bad booking. It was mm-hmm. bad, bad booking. The match itself as well, Magsy, I thought wasn't that good. It was, it was so slow and ploddy. And... They've had better matches. They've had yeah. a lot better matches. Yeah, it would, maybe they should have dropped Drop the title to Cody at WrestleMania. Mm. Mm. But Roman apparently is going to be away again for a little while, isn't he? So this is Jimmy versus Jay is to give, you know, uh, they're to carry on the storyline on SmackDown. But it's mm-hmm. like, I, uh, I don't It just wasn't for me, mate. It was just slow, ploddy and so on. And, uh, you know, Cody, I think, is going to be the guy who goes on to beat Roman probably at next year's WrestleMania, I would imagine. But, I mean, can they drag it out until then? Well, Looking at what's just happened at SummerSlam. Exactly. exactly. I mean, is it going to be? I have, I have been fully, fully invested in this story right until this moment. And I think it's, it's, it's reached its peak and now it's yeah. just going to be downhill. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I think there's some legs in solo. I mean, because there's, I think there's, you can do more with him, but I think that's all you've got left now. Yeah, yeah, and I think it would be too early to put him in a in the world title picture as well. Mm. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I, it's a I shame, mate. It, they should have dropped the title to to Corder. It it does make it makes that now make way more sense. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But there we go. Is what it is, mate, isn't it? Is what it is. Was the it boxing is. good? Uh, no. No. I mean, no. it was always going to be the spectacle uh, of Jake Paul facing another former MMA fighter. Um, and Nate Diaz did way better than the majority of people Jake's face, but... He he clearly wasn't that interested because he he was he was nowhere near like the the, the Nate Diaz that uh, fought in MMA. Um, okay, uh, and Jake ended up winning. So yeah, I, I want to see his jaw get absolutely spun. Uh, but yeah, it, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Let's just say that it, it was all a work, though, isn't it? 
Uh, well, no, they 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 are uh, run by state commission, so it is legit. Okay, but he's he's handpicking his opponents. Right. Okay. Well, he's making money, so good luck to the kid. But he yeah, I mean, he he he's only fought one actual boxer, Tommy Fury, who's not that good, and he was schooled in that match. So he went okay. back to he went back to fighting MMA fighters. Right. Okay. And what was the third thing you watched? Uh, USC. Oh yeah, good. And that and that was crap as well. Brilliant. <laughs> so SummerSlam being bang average was actually the best show of the weekend. <laughs> it was certainly better than Collision, which got less than four hundred thousand viewers. Which is but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna struggle, isn't it? Because it's running up against the paper. It's gonna run, it's running up against SummerSlam, so it's gonna struggle. Yeah, but we had the you know? real world champion on there now, with his mm. definitely not knockoff NWO uh, title. AEW title with the big letter X on it. Spoilers, Magsy. Spoilers. Charlie hasn't seen it yet. Oh, well, <laughs> that was that was last week's collision. Yeah, I know. We've got quite a bit of catching up to do. Apologies to if there is a belt that has got an X on, then mm. the X division belt from TNA. Yeah, yeah. But I've been watching quite a bit of TNA actually. I got a I'm sorry for left. Oh, why well, you got to be a prick about it? TNA is great. <laughs> Oh, let's just move on, shall we? You pain in the ass, you are. Uh, any chicken news, Maxie? We're going straight into the Hall of Lane this week. No, we've got a little teeny, teeny bit of chicken news. Chicken news with Max, only on Chain Wrestling. So, for this week's chicken news, and it's probably um, the best news that, that that could be happening with my chickens, I suppose, uh, is... The, the the whole group of chickens are now fully integrated, and the way that you can tell that is when the original chickens get back to the uh, their uh, laying schedule. So I think I mentioned last week how um, only two of the chickens have been consistently laying because when chickens get stressed, uh, one of the first things that that stops is egg laying, uh, and mm-hmm. obviously introducing four new chickens to a group is quite stressful um but this week all four of the original chickens have all been constant uh consistently laying again um so it looks like there's peace in the the chicken household from now yep so that's this week's chicken all one news. great big happy family then one big happy chicken family yes yeah lovely stuff mate that's what we like to hear and that's what we like to hear Ah, uh, good stuff, pal. Good stuff. Ah, uh, okay. So then, I know because you've already warned me that your hall of lane is quite, quite in depth this week and quite uh, well, almost is. personal. But you've not told me why. So, well, I, so I, I didn't realize it was as personal as it is until I was tapping up my notes for it. So interesting. Let's, let's get into it. The There we go. And I'm watching the little thing now to make sure I get unmuted. <laughs> Pain in the ass, isn't it? Eh? Uh, Magsy, what you got for us? So um, this is a, a Hall of Lame that I p- mentioned to you uh, a few weeks ago uh, for, a, for a potential um, entrant. But when I when I was speaking to you about it, I said I didn't have a lot of the details and, and they were 
uh, getting quite hard to come back. So I thought I'd put this on the back burner in case anything, um, any fresh information come out or I was able to get all of the information that, that I wanted to kind of flesh it out. Uh, and I, I got that information uh, this past week. So, yes, uh, this week's Hall of Lame entry is uh, a guy called Stephen Gauntlet and the, the torrid history of 1PW. Okay. So Stephen Gauntlet, uh, a guy from Doncaster, uh, he was uh, the owner of a company called 1UP Games, uh, which was a... a, a a wrestling memorabilia and games company. Um, he had um, he had links with all the major companies. Yeah, he was actually an official retailer of WWF figures, uh, and he founded this wrestling company called One PW in two thousand and five. Uh, they had their first show from the Doncaster Dome, um, and it was called A Cruel Twist of Fate. Uh, which it got that title from obviously Matt Hardy uh, mm-hmm. and the twist of fate because Matt Hardy was, was supposed to be like the big star attraction for that show, but unfortunately wasn't able to, to turn up, but uh, they kept the name and uh, it actually featured some pretty big wrestling names. Um, the likes of Chris Sabin, Jerry Lynn, Steve Carino, Al Snow, uh, AJ Styles were all on, on this, this early show. Okay. And then we got into 2006, and the shows got uh, even bigger. Uh, they had uh, more talents like Samoa Joe, uh, Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness, and even Bret Hart showing up for um, for an appearance. Why? But with booking all these huge stars, you get a massive financial cost, and that was one that this company couldn't pay. And in January of 2007, uh, they released, uh, they sent out a press release and announced that 1PW was uh, going into liquidation and that all of the upcoming shows were, were cancelled. Uh, and the press release also gave information about how fans would go about getting refunds. Uh, Stephen Gauntlet, the, the then owner, issued a personal statement. Uh, he thanked the fans and talent for their support. Uh, but then ended it with a suspicious mention of an undoubted mountain of drivel that the internet sites will no doubt report on. So um, some of the guys uh, involved in uh, in 1PW were, uh, were able to run a farewell show. Uh, the card obviously much less stacked because the funds were just not available to pay the, the huge stars. And with that, 1PW were no more. Okay. That was until three months later when 1PW uh, announced a resurrection show. Uh, so this was Back from the Dead number one. Number com- one. Okay. Number one. <laughs> the company uh, continued to run shows with the uh, big name wrestlers just as they had before, flew in from, from the States, and they even had. Uh, El Generico defending the PWG title on one of the shows. Uh, eventually, um, Gauntlet left the company uh, in 2008, and it was uh, taken over by a group of uh, of the wrestlers, um, including uh, El Ligero, Dragon uh, Aisu, and Danny Rod, uh, a guy who eventually became the sole owner of the company. 
So under under uh, Danny Rod's watch, one uh, PW continued its uh, its tradition to book huge name stars uh, with very little thought to balance in the books. And in 2010, the company announced it was shutting its doors uh, and cancelling its future events with immediate effect from a, for a second time. Right. Uh, but this time it was uh, accompanied with stories of none of the talents getting paid and none of the fans uh, being able to get refunds. Um, but the thing with 1PW was that they had a very loyal fan base. And some of these fans started to take it upon themselves to find new investment. Um, and it seemingly did the, did the, did the trick because the company website was updated with a message saying that one PW was back and it would be better than ever. So that was back from the dead number two. And that was fan funded. Was it? The fans led the charge to get the company back up on its feet. Right. Okay. So, um, it appeared that it had worked and one uh, PW was going to be better than ever. Cause in 2011, they announced that the heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels would be appearing at a one PW show in Doncaster. Right. Uh, he was already booked uh, to do a meet and greet in Oxford. This was in the, uh, in the, the year or so after he'd retired from WWE. Um, so he was booked for a, a meet and greet in, in Oxford, and whilst they over in the UK, he had a booking with One PW. Um, they also then announced that uh, One PW would be doing a tour of the Middle East and having a stop off in in Dubai. So it, it sounded like everything was coming up roses for the company. Yeah, looking good, looking good. Getting to July of 2011, um, the meet and greet was cancelled. Uh, and fans wanted to know uh, just how one PW stood with with that uh, appearance. Uh, Mark Sloan, who had uh, a former wrestler who had organised the the meet and greet, he confirmed to that the meet and greet would definitely be cancelled uh, and that everybody would be refunded for their tickets um, and all his advertising uh, for the for the appearance would be pulled. Um, when asked about one PW. Uh, he said he he had no um, involvement with that company, and uh, if the if their appearance uh, with for sure Michaels was still going ahead, uh, that the people would have to contact them uh, and and see how it goes. But they would definitely not be in Oxford for the meet and greet. One PW continued to advertise HBK, so for all intents and purposes, he was still showing up. And then WrestleZone reported that Shawn Michaels' agents had cancelled the 1PW appearance, although Shawn Michaels then took to Twitter and said he was actually unaware of the appearance being cancelled and that he was still in negotiations with 1PW to make the appearance. But before the appearance took place, 1PW went radio silent and their doors closed yet again leaving the fans without a HBK appearance and again without a refund. Bloody hell. Danny Rod, the uh, the former owner uh, at the time, released a statement saying that he had been the victim of a scam, but the wrestling press didn't buy this tale and mentioned that it was the fans again that were left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. So 1PW were dead yet again. 
But they then came back from the dead for a third time. Uh, oh, dear. Um, 11 years after the last death, um, one PW announced a return show from the Doncaster Dome, scheduled for October 2022, called A New Twist of Fate. PW Torch did an interview with the new managing director, who was Mr. Stephen Gauntley, returning to the company. And he said okay. it was a, the perfect time to bring the company back uh, and to be the premium brand in the UK and lead a new renaissance in British wrestling. So during his time away from uh, from 1PW, Stephen Gauntley had been ke- keeping himself quite busy by scamming people with poor quality and broken mini arcade machines and also <laughs> retro games and memorabilia on Etsy. He also dipped his toe back into wrestling prior to this uh, new revival of 1PW by setting up a promotion called Pro Wrestling Republic, announcing that they would have a show in June of 2013 from Sheffield. The show was cancelled weeks before it was due to take place. Talent were not paid and fans were not refunded. Oh, so a new twist of fate, the, the, the revival show actually did go ahead and over a thousand, uh, Bane fans, um, got to, got to attend and it featured wrestling stars like session, Muff Martina, Colt Cabana, Nick Aldis, uh, Christopher Daniels, RVD. They then run another show in, in the February, uh, of earlier this year, um, with Taya Valkyrie, Ruby Soho, uh, the Rascals, uh, and Will Ospreay. Okay. Two months later, they held a, a tournament called uh, All or Nothing, in which they were crowning a new uh, 1PW world champion. Uh, Bobby Fish was in the tournament. Mark Haskins were in the tournament. Uh, but the winner was Wet White Willie Ospreay. He ended up winning the title. Uh, and it seemed that finally 1PW was back without any drama. And then their June show came around. The show was called Devil's Dew. Uh, Matt Cardona was booked to challenge Wet White Will for that title, uh, but he took to Twitter uh, to say that he'd not been paid for his appearance. Uh, and he responded to a 1PW tweet that was promoting his match with, uh, with uh, Will Ospreay, uh, and he said that unless he was paid his promised fee, uh, the match would not be happening. A few hours later, Matt uh, went uh, returned to return and said he had been paid, uh, but it was just uh, sad that it took a public call out uh, mm. for, for it to happen. That show did take place. Uh, Matt made the town. Uh, drama was over. And then 1PW went silent again. News came out that 1PW were bankrupt and needed investment again. Stephen Gauntley announced that he, instead of just being the managing director, he'd taken on sole ownership of the uh, of the promotion again and that their upcoming show, which is set for October, called Know Your Enemy, was still on. And then again, the company has gone silent and there's been no tweets since the end of June. 
the wrestler Amir Jordan announced that he was pulling out of a July Pro Wrestling Zero appearance because that company was also being run by Stephen Gauntlet, the one PW owner. Uh, and Amir Jordan said that he, he didn't want to work with someone as, as unscrupulous as, as Stephen Gauntlet. Stephen's Twitter is now deactivated. Fans uh, asking about their upcoming shows uh, can't get any information or refunds. And a quick search on Twitter for Stephen Gauntlet will find multiple wrestlers absolutely shitting on him. Tons of wrestling fans and gamers telling stories about being ripped off by him. And scores of stories of failed wrestling promotions. And I mentioned at the, the top of this that I had a, a personal dealing with with this guy, uh, but I wasn't actually aware of it until uh, I was researching this. And it's it's to do with his uh, company, One Up Games. Um, back in the early days of, of TNA, they released a, a wrestling figure line. And it, it was almost impossible to get hold of the figures in the UK. And uh, uh, my two boys absolutely loved TNA. Um, and we we bought a lot of the TNA replica figures from 1UP Games. Um, but a lot of them didn't turn up and we had to actually end up buying them from another company. And when you, we reached out to one up games for a refund or, or to find out where our, our um, figures were, they absolutely just fobbed us off. So yeah, uh, that echoes a, a lot of the stories that I've been reading about Stephen Gauntlet and how he treats uh, customers to his products. Um, yeah, so this week's entry is Stephen Gauntlet and the the downfall of One PW. What a piece of crap! Yeah, and, and the thing is with him is that he's got a core of people who absolutely adore the guy, who absolutely worship him. But then there's a big core uh, group of people who wouldn't piss on him uh, if he was on fire. I mean. Searching Twitter, guys like Matthew from uh, Botchamania, absolutely shitting on him. Steve Carino, who, who did the first few shows with with uh, Stephen, says he he wouldn't trust him with a with a barge pole. Amir Jordan, Matt Cardona, uh, all saying that this guy's an absolute scumbag to work with. There's a really good write up by uh, a Twitter account called Brit Wrestling Away Days, uh, a guy called Ben, and he actually attended the first show, and he uh, he he goes into depth about all the matches, but also about how his uh, personal dealings with with Stephen Gordon and how basically the guy. Just can't be trusted whatsoever. So, mm. yeah, what well, a scumbag! The amount of fans that have been ripped off, and it, and it's it's just the rinse and repeat of the the heat's died off now. Let's rip them off again. It's just scum, scumbag tactics. I don't understand how how somebody can be allowed to operate like that over and over and over again. Though, <laughs> surely, well, first of all, surely there should be some someone stepping in and saying, "No, you're not allowed to do this anymore." you were in trouble because this happened last time or whatever. And then secondly, I know wrestling fans can be incredibly loyal to their particular brand, but at some point the fans must sort of go, yeah, hang on a second here. 
yeah, uh, for the for the recent um, uh, shows, a lot of fans were skeptical. But the thing with wrestling fans is, you are you you're easily influenced when you see the talent that's allegedly yeah. booked on the shows, and you think it won't do it again, surely. And then mm. it does screw you over again. What a piece of shit. I mean, that's a Hall of Lame and a Pimple Dick Award wrapped into one there, Magsy, I think, isn't yeah. it, really? It's, it's, you know? it's, a, it's a brutal one. It's a, what a piece just of crap. The amount of people... I mean, I've, 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 I've listened to various interviews with the guy as well, and um, he... He does. He does sound so passionate about wrestling. Um, he he speaks about how wrestling basically saved him from being a, a drug addict and things like that. And then he does shit like this, which makes you just not like the guy whatsoever. So yeah, fuck Stephen Gauntley. Yeah. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Absolute piece of shit. Uh, after that incredibly well-produced, well-typed out, well-fought well-researched segment there. It's a good job. Mine is a little bit short. <laughs> Here's it? mine. You? Two lands. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. My Hall of Lame entrant this week is actually inspired by a conversation I had with friend of the show, Total Stevo. It's something that when I thought about it, I was like, I need to talk about this on a podcast, really. And I thought, well, this is perfect for the Hall of Lame because it does. It is something in wrestling that is ridiculous and lame and so on. But at the same time, I thought I must have put this in before because of the hatred I have for this kind of shit. But it turns out I haven't. So I'd just like to ask you a quick question. And I think it's pretty obvious when I start listing the names. Um, What do the likes of Hulk Hogan, Mm. Hawk from the Legion of Doom, uh, the Ultimate Warrior, uh, Sting, all have in common. Um, and there are plenty of others as well. Okay. Mustaches. Close, but no cigar, my friend. Face <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, very close. Sorry. Thank you, Charlie. Do you want to come and say hi quickly? Stick your head on screen? No, come on, come say hi. No, okay, no worries. Charlie just bringing me a cup of tea, and she a good girl. Thank you, Charlie. Um, they all have at some point in their career, whether on on one occasion or multiple occasions with certain individuals, stood up straight after taking a pile driver. Oh, no selling bitches. Mm. Now, I can appreciate with certain wrestling characters, certain wrestling storylines, and certain presentations of individuals, no selling moves can be part of that. For example, when Brock Lesnar first appeared on the scene and was going in and smashing the crap out of everyone and then was wrestling handicap matches against the Hardys and so on, the only thing he sold, I think, was when one of the Hardys kicked him in the bollocks. And that, and that works. That's that's fine, you know. Batista was very similar when he first started off as well. But if at any point you're in the ring with a professional wrestler, I don't care if you're Brock Lesnar, you're Batista, you're Hulk Hogan, I don't care who you are, and this professional wrestler picks you up and then drops you on the top of your head, you should not be able to stand straight back up. And the the, the purpose of it is to get a pop from the crowd, is to get a reaction from in that moment. 
But again, it comes back to so much of, I suppose people call it a modern day problem, but you go back to when Hawk was doing it in Jim Crockett Promotions, uh, Hogan was doing it in the 80s with Paul Orndorff on a regular basis. This isn't a new thing. This is going back decades. It's what happens next. What goes on in the future? Because that move now doesn't mean shit anymore. <laughs> you know? And obviously, I've got my issues with you know, the overuse of super kicks. I've got my issues with the overuse of DDTs. But this was literally a conversation Can I had with Steve. Oh, don't even start me off on that bullshit. It's the biggest thing for me in pro wrestling is the, the art of pro wrestling is convincing people it's a real sporting contest. And then you get the other side of it where it's got to be entertaining as well and so on. <laughs> if you are dropped on your fucking head, you stay down for three seconds. That's the way it should be. I don't care if you're almighty orange and wearing red and yellow, or you've got spikes on your shoulders or whatever. I don't care. If you jump up from a pile driver and no-sell it and just stare back at the guy, you're an asshole because that ruins it for everybody else. And it's just nonsense to get a reaction in that moment. So that is my Hall of Lame entrance this week. No-selling pile drivers, mate. Cheers for thinking about that one just as we started recording. I didn't. I, t- I told you it's conversation I have with Steve. I went, you know? <laughs> no, I, I just love the effort you don't put in. Brilliant. You're an <laughs> asshole. You know that. You really are a piece of shit. <laughs> Listen, Gramps. Relax. Oh, don't even start that crap. Those are your entrants into this week's Hall of Lame. We have the, what was the guy's name? Stephen Gauntley. Gauntly, Stephen Gauntly. Okay, we have Stephen Gauntly and people know selling power drivers to Hall of Lame entrance this week. Magsy, a little bit in the chat for us to look at, and I suppose we better get on to our non wrestling topic, haven't we? Yes, we shall. Um, so Dan has got a, a great idea for Roman, has to uh take a bit of time away, give LA Knight the US title, and have him as the, the top SmackDown there you go. Uh, bill. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea because yep. he's drawing huge pops absolutely mm-hmm. huge pops i mean another but uh grab i had with with SummerSlam was that stupid slim jim battle royal right absolutely ridiculous uh i get why because uh, apparently it was the 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 deal that they struck with slim jim was ridiculous amounts of money but then they bumped matches like trish versus becky off off the card which mm-hmm. is Rhea Ripley was bumped from the card because of it. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, a bit dark. But I suppose at the same time, especially with Trish versus Becky, let's see what happens on Raw first because they might they might need more time. Uh, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because what was that battle royal? Fifteen minutes. Yeah. Who says they? Yeah. Who says they aren't going to go twenty five on Raw? We don't know yet, do we? So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Mister uh, Levesque does say the story is never ending WWE. So. We'll see. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, Dan Griffin says, uh, to be fair, Solo is the one that Roman has actually looked afraid of. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, the guy the guy, the guy is, is a future world champion, but he's, it's too early for him yet. Uh, and I think they've just uh, jumped the shot with this Jimmy and Jay stuff. Um, Dan also says it was a Jake Paul fight. It's never good. Um, Connor says... Watched a little bit of SummerSlam, like what he saw. Just need to uh, get to watch wrestling on the regular. But that's hard when you cover football for our bit. Hey, well, it's juggling all these balls, sir. You've got to keep them all up in the air. Uh, Graham from Good Cop, Pack and Cop. Hello, sir. How are you? Tough 18 holes on the disc golf. Fuck. 
Oh, we've had this conversation before, Graham, and it is not, it is a, it's frisbee, frisbee for grown-ups. Um, now listening in whilst I get my breath back. Shouldn't take that long then, should it? Uh, King Pigs Badders calling Stephen Gorton a cop womble and then saying that Hook sells way too often. And he was also no followed. No sell. No sell, sorry. Uh, I actually thought he said Hawk no sells way too often. And then I thought, well, he's, he's selling death pretty well because he's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's not kicked oh out of that God. yet. He's not, mate. He's not. <laughs> uh, King Pugs better says Slim Jim followed him today. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, okay, and then he said, That's a lie. Uh, Mags Triple H said it was never meant to be on SummerSlam. What the the uh, the the match, uh, Trish versus Becker, I would assume you, you mean. I'm guessing he's. I'm guessing that's what he's referencing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, th- having a, a Slim Jim battle royal was ridiculous. Even though they do follow uh, King Pig's brothers. Um, yeah. And the last one, Graham says, "I'm just glad Five Nerds Go isn't here to comment about disc golf. Yeah, because it would get called something very nonce. I would assume. Do you know what I got about this old disc golf? Right, it's frisbee. Yeah, but. So I don't know whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, like these little real videos you get, you know, and it sort of gives you a suggestion. You click on it and then, you know, whatever. There's some bloke just chucking a Frisbee for miles and bending it around a couple of trees and getting it in the the, the, the net thing to score yeah. a goal or whatever it is, or basket or whatever. And I thought, oh, that looks quite cool. So I flipped to the next one and there's somebody doing it again and it's going round some more trees and spinning it at a certain angle and all oh, that looks quite cool. Before I know it, 45 minutes has gone by and I've been watching this. You fell into <laughs> a rabbit hole. You've gone into yeah. a ra- Don't become a disc golfer. Do not become no. a disc golfer. No. I think, it's, I think when you see the clips of these people like, Throwing it in a certain way, and it probably spins and bends around the trees and all that. I think that looks spectacular. And those guys are, are probably the the creme de la creme, the the ha- the super talented ones. But the majority of people throwing a frisbee will end up with it stuck in a tree, or like hitting a car in the car park, or landing in the river. That's all it is. <laughs> and then you probably oh, get man. people like Graham who take a boomerang instead and just twats himself on the head when it comes back at him. Brilliant. We should have a go, Magazine. We should find a disc golf course halfway between Burnley and Gloucester. And we could I'd film it for a live show. And clap. You fucking it could be such good fun, mate. <laughs> it could. But then also a, a, a colonoscopy could be fun as well. Uh, okay. Shall we? Uh... <laughs> uh, shall we uh, get on to our non-wrestling topic, bud? Let's do it. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Okie dokie then. Am I back? Yes, I'm back. Bloody thing. Right. <laughs> Our non-wrestling topic this week was quite simply, what can you not live without? And we had some wonderful answers and some that genuinely made me laugh. Really, really, really made me laugh. Uh, Sharon in the chat there saying, Mags is feeling particularly sassy today. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm quite calm and collected, Sharon. 
<laughs> Sassy wags. <laughs> there's a, there, before we get into the topic, there's a comment here uh, by King Pigsbad saying, imagine throwing the Frisbee off the top of the cheese rolling hill. It would never land. Um, that reminded me of a story I read today, and it's actually a really sad story. Um, Brilliant. Let's go for it. Yeah. Uh, before we get on to the hilarious <laughs> non-resting topic, um, but the, when I read this story, I, I I instantly thought of of Gloucester and the cheese rolling. So the, there's a, a guy, uh, and I can't remember his name, Gian, Giacomo something or other, Bobbidi Boobidi. Um And he uh, he owned a, a company that, that made cheese, like the big wheels, like the 40-kilo wheels of cheese. Uh, and he was... Uh, checking his his stock and one of the shelves uh broke and he was crushed under a mountain of cheese and it took uh the italian uh fire brigade 12 hours uh, to find his body uh and there were seven million uh dollars worth of cheese ruined when uh when the the accident happened, so yeah, that that made me think of Gloucester and how you may not have a cheese rolling competition this year because it's crushed a poor uh, poor Italian man. Yeah, did he die? Did he? Yeah, he died. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and according to like his friends and family, he was the nicest guy as well. Um, but yeah, uh, these these cheese holes are huge, and it said uh, that one of the bottom uh, shelves. Uh, collapse and it just brought down the whole uh whole of this uh massive shelves of cheese and crushed him bloody hell yeah sad anyway no wrestling topic brilliant thanks for that Max. <laughs> <laughs> yes what's the one thing you can't live without cheese uh, cheese yeah okay bloody hell uh we said as well you know no smart fuckers out there are saying, you know, food, water, air, etc. And I tagged UTT Rob in it because we knew it was going to be him, didn't we, all along? We know it's going to be Rob going, oh, actually, you can't live without food or water or blah, 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 blah. So we had to do that, didn't we? Let's be honest. You know, love you, Rob, but we had to. Um, <laughs> Dan Griffin starts us off at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. He says, smart arsery aside, I'm going to say wrestling. Since I was a child, wrestling has been an escape. A comfort, a passion, and an an entertainment. Wrestling has provided some of the best, most fun moments of my life and helped me through some of the worst. It's Mm -hmm. flawed as hell, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cannot cannot disagree with that uh, whatsoever. I mean, um, many people know that I had a period where I was well out of the the wrestling scene. Um, But yeah, wrestling as has been really important to me over the over the uh these last few years and yeah I've made some really good friends because of it. So mm. yeah. Wrestling is definitely something that I couldn't live without. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Dan Griffin also says, but also trees. Because of age. <laughs> 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 it, so it wasn't we we were swerved all along it wasn't utt rob that became the dick it it was his yeah. underling his Mr. underling Griffin. yeah <laughs> his sad what kick what are you saying he's the assistant on the utt podcast is he assistant rob's, rob's the main event the assistant uh, and, to the assistant probably and, and dan is like the slim jim battle royal somewhere in the middle of the card is that what you're saying yeah <laughs> anyway dan says but also trees because without trees taking in carbon dioxide and putting out oxygen we'd all be dead 
Very true. Fuck's sake. Rob at UTC Rob on Twitter says, Well, if water, air, and food are taken care of, I assume the etc. means everything that assures biological function. You are right to assume that. That's exactly the thought process I had. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that would be highly would be highly unlikely we could live without would be the laws of physics, apparently. Yeah, that's also very true. Or gravity. Yeah, well, he says here, I can't wait for Psy to train the Megadeth album for light or gravity. I think that'd be a fair trade. Hmm? Depending on which album it is. You know, Super Collider is pretty shit. They can take that if it means I get my gravity. <laughs> uh, gravity or Super Collider. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How long can I have to think about it? <laughs> it is a crap album, to be fair. Uh, Graham, at Good Cop, Bad Cop, Wrestle on Twitter. He says, my iPod. 256 gig has my full music collection, comedy albums, podcasts, audiobooks, etc. etc. I bought one more when they were announced. They oh, so I bought one more when they announced they were make they were stopping making them, hoping current one lasts so I don't have to use it for a while, as there will be a day where I don't have a working one though. Okay, and it's the it's the grey one with the disc thing in the middle he's talking about, you know? The wheel. Yeah, mm. yeah. I never had one of those. Uh, I had a Nano. I bought a Nano once. Okay. Um, but I barely used it. I'm not a massive Apple products fan. Hmm. Okay, dope. No, I never... I did have... I had one with, like, a, like the screen. It was basically an iPhone without the actual phone aspect to it. Well, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what they were. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. He says, It's got to be writing. I do it every day. Could be having the shittiest day ever. All I need is to do is put pen to paper and I feel a lot better. It can be about anything. How many limousines WCW used on a nitro or a memory of a loved one? Danny has his uh, limo count on nitro nights that he started as soon as the NWO started turning up. I think we're already up to like 17 or 18 limos at this Jesus. moment in time. So. Yeah, I remember on a, a, the NWO documentary, I think it was a Big Show, who says that like four or five limos ended up turning up to a show, and that's when he knew that the NWO had had jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah. Who is this here? Facebook user. For your information, Facebook auto subtitles don't work with northern accents. <laughs> a- apologies, good sir, or ma'am. Yeah. Let us know who you are in the in the uh, Facebook group there. Uh, let I stream yard the relevant permissions to display your name or just chuck your name on the comment if you don't want to do that, just so mm-hmm. we know who's talking to us and we can respond. Yep. This is possibly my favourite because it's a two-pronged answer. It's a double-barrel magazine. So hear me out when I give this because it's it, it generally tickles me. Uh, Cam, at CamGriff92 on Twitter. And he says... Putting aside how much sleep deprivation, financial outlay, increased stress levels, turning the house upside down hourly, and increased volume levels they provide, I couldn't live without my kids. Oh, and he follows funny. that. Yeah. And then he says, and cheese. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that Cam was really struggling with which picky goes with first. Yeah. That's right. I feel that he had a second tweet wrote out like praising cheese, and then the, the reply would have been 
Oh, and my kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant, isn't it? Uh, all the noise and it. I couldn't live without my kids, though. Oh, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, couldn't live without cheese, he says. Even with what I suspect is a mild intolerance to lactose, I ain't never stopping eating that stuff. Apart he, from blue cheese, that's grim, he says. He ain't never stopping. That's a double negative there, so he's he is stopping. Um, let me just check. I ain't never stopping eating that stuff. Yeah. Is that like I mean, a triple negative? I ain't never stopping eating that stuff. No, because stopping in this context is is the the action, the doing ah, work. Okay. But okay. he said he's he ain't stopping, and then he's put never in the middle, so that cancels out the ain't because it's basically a negative at the same time. So he's he's saying he's stopping eating that stuff. So it's just kids now for for Cam. He's but having just to eating the kids. I mean that—that's between <laughs> him and his household. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's now saying that he can live without cheese because he's going to live without it. And as Dan says in the chat, for fuck's sake, Cam, blue cheese is this. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, any kind of veiny cheese. Yep. Nah, it's mold. And then it's Rob, mold. smell my cheese, you mother. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Butler at Trey Butler on Twitter. He says. Um, music, my cats, good food, Mrs. Wife, <laughs> in that order. <laughs> over the cats, over the over the wife, though. Yeah. Jesus. Music and good food over his wife as well. Bloody That hell. reminds me of, uh, I think I mentioned it on either last week or a couple of weeks ago, that I relegated Mrs. Mags down the, the, the pole, uh, when the grand yes. the grandkids came along and then the chickens came along, so she's like now the fourteenth, maybe the thirteenth, fourteenth uh, on on the list of people who are, who I tolerate. Ah, bloody hell! True um, love. Sharon has dropped me a message to say that Facebook user um, is interestingly enough, Mister Mags, it's Matt Lewis who is ah, part hello. of this network. He is doing The Volley live. We've already had one broadcast from him, Dan Griffin and Connor covering the build-up to the Premier League and the transfer window so far, uh, running through each club one by one. Really, really good stuff. And you'll check it out on the SJP World Media Facebook, sorry, YouTube channel there. Uh, we are also live with The Volley on Friday for the opening game of the Premier League season this year. Which Is it Burnley or at home, I believe? Are they, are they the home side? To City. Yeah. That's right. Burnley versus Manchester City uh, this Friday evening. But what I'd like to point out is the fact that um, part of this network uses the StreamYard. Didn't put his fucking name, so we didn't know who he was. Oh, dear, dear, dear. No, exactly. Brilliant. Clown. <laughs> clown shows ah <laughs> oh, dear me steve-o at total steve-o on twitter it's that time of the week again everybody say what time is it it's steve-o and he says i'm doing a mags i'm breaking the rules really? i don't break the rules i, I say. massage or bend the rules i'll say it's funny how often people say when they're breaking the rules, they're doing a mags. Yeah, I don't like... Yeah, you're right. I don't fucking like that. Being attached <laughs> to my name. It should be, I'm um, doing a sir. Why? I don't break the rules. Yeah, that's... that. I mean, you have one time. When? Oh, no, yeah, with Baywatch. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that is true. But we got to see Pamela Anderson in like '96, so it was worth it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyone in the XFM at XFM underscore community will agree. XFM, Steve says. Honestly, one of the few things that puts a smile on my face when going through some crap in life. 20 years old and timeless. Ricky, Steve, and Carl are pure gold on those radio shows. That's uh, Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington and Steve Merchants and all that lot, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Steve continues. Music, once again, something in which allows me to take my mind off things and can release lots of emotion out of me. Predominantly, I listen to music in the gym, but even occasionally when driving or at work. Just gives you more, excuse the pun, drive. Fair enough. <laughs> and music's probably one one of mine that I couldn't live without because, like, you know, it's, it's just been a huge part of my life. And again, it's that thing of yeah. a distraction sometimes, isn't it? You know? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve continues here YouTube, funnily enough, a platform that I use to watch some fantastic accounts. It also allows me to consume the bill on a daily basis. Plus, there's so much different content to consume that I never get bored. Okay. Yeah, I've got to agree. With with me, YouTube has overtaken standard TV as something that I'll I'll watch. I think we literally just watch Hollyoaks and EastEnders. That's it. Everything else is is either streamed or YouTube. Okay. See, when I was saying about watching some TNA and stuff um, earlier on, that's all on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. I got the three month trial, which I've already cancelled now, so I'm not, not going to pay for that shit. But I get to watch, uh, you know, without the adverts and so on. Yeah. So maybe oh, the YouTube premium. Yeah, yeah. I've told you, if you watch it on your computer, install AdBlock Suite, and you will never see adverts again. I don't want to watch it on my computer though, mate. Well, you can't. Yeah, see but then you can new... stream no, 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 Listen, no, I can't do that. Who are you kidding? <laughs> I'll ask Charlie to help me. Sure, show me. <laughs> you can literally stream it from your computer to any of your devices. It's easy. Okay. Okay. As long as you're on, they're on the up. same Wi-Fi network. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I will give that a go. It's not going to happen. Um, and this one genuinely brought a smile to my face to the point where mm-hmm. I actually took the time to message Steve-O because it, it, it meant a lot to me, mate. I'm not going to lie. Steve-O says, chain wrestling. Literally, of all the podcasts I'm subscribed to, you genuinely are the one I wait for the next episode and are overjoyed when I see it available to download. The entertainment and information you give is wonderful. And that, that I love that, mate. That was really nice, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, we, that's the kind of feedback that we live for. Um, mm-hmm. we, we could easily be a, a huge uh, media conglomerate with millions of views, but nothing would be more to us than comments like that. The fact that people are uh, happy when one of our uh, shows comes up for on their download feed. Yeah, we that it means the world to us. It honestly does. We're blown away by comments like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, mate. And Steve continues here as well. Here's to another 100 live, even though, ironically, I don't listen or watch live. <laughs> uh, I'll end on the gym. Something which has changed me mentally and physically and made me who I am today. Do I go every day? No. But when I do go four or five times a week, I notice this impact on my mindset. And that, that is very true, isn't it? People say about exercise and so on. Really, uh, it's the end their mental health. And, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be um, as hardcore as going to a gym. Uh, I mean, uh, we, 
I know Steve was into the 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 body um bodybuilding world, but even something as simple as going for a brisk walk and getting some fresh air yeah. can it can be the world of difference uh in mm. terms of your mental health. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh that's all I got from Twitter, Magsy. Unless I've missed any item. You've missed a regular contributor, Jimmy Evans. Uh Jimmy Evans for real and Jimmy, as we know, is a man of very few words. He doesn't he doesn't like to provide context. He lets us uh, basically build the story around him. So he could not live without his Nintendo Switch. Ah, there we go. Whereas to the point. I, yeah, I am totally opposite because we've got a Nintendo Switch there and it's it gathers dust in it our house. dust. Okay. Yeah. Pig Spiders in the chat saying, where's mine? Hmm. Oh. Let me have a little look. Have I missed that off? I do apologise, Pig's Bladders. Let me have a look. I haven't seen it. Oh, here we go. You got one there, have you? Yep, he says about oxygen. Ah, okay. I've not seen that. So would you like me to read it then? Yeah, you better add, because I can't read that small writing on this screen here, mate. No chance. I can yeah. barely make out where it says SJP. So, uh... King Pig's Bladders at Pig's Bladders says, I'm going to get in there first before some other funny bastard does oxygen. And right. Dan replies, I need to cough one. <laughs> Look at that. You even get pre-warnings of my coughs and then I'm mute because I'm polite, not like Look that. Um, Rob says, air is 78% nitrogen, which is basically just hanging around until we shove it in beer and into crisps. So, you know, packets of crisps. And I'm aware of packets of crisps, yes. Yeah, but there's <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, I wish they would fill the bag up rather than give us a bag that's half full of air. It's not actually full of air. It's full of nitrogen, which keeps the crisps fresh. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, Still could do with more crisps. <laughs> I will not disagree. Um, <laughs> King Pigsbatter then says, I've already converted. I only breathe pure oxygen these days. And then you replied, so you've seen it. Uh, okay. it it's probably for the best. More should follow you. Uh, and he's also had a converter fitted for when he exhales. He's the, currently the sole supplier of electricity to a small Bolivian village. Giving your electric to Bolivia when people in the UK are struggling for energy. You, mm. How dare you? And you warned him as well because you said, "Be careful." These small vi villagers' pictures showing children with no shoes and in need of food, a drug-ravaged community, and a rundown great place where the elder are scared in their own homes. They aren't always abroad where you wish to help. Sometimes it's Stroud. Um, uh, I remember this now. <laughs> sometimes it's also Burnley. And he's. King Pig's Bladder says, Stroud was one of the final proposals I considered, but it turns out that everyone's bypassed the meter and gets it for free anyway. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Oh, Absolutely there we go. brilliant. So, yeah, Maxie, what about your good self? What about your good self? Anything that we've not covered? Um, or anything that we have covered? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I think we all have a, a lot of the, the very similar ones wrestling is one that uh, means uh, the absolute world to me. Uh, the grandkids, uh, the chickens, the, the the actual kids, the wife in that order, uh, things like that. And, it, <laughs> and it's probably just spending time with the people who 
I actually like and tolerate that. You can be um, the richest person in the world, but if you don't have that um, that personal interaction with people, I think it, it can be a very, very lonely place. So, yeah, uh, I think just just having people there who love you and you love them and just having that, that relationship, yeah, I think that's oh. one of the most important things in certainly in my life. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, mate. Um, that's mine have been pretty much covered already, I suppose, with regards to music and wrestling. And uh, you know, it, the wife and the kids obviously it goes without saying. I think that's you know, stating the obvious, and that's why you don't say it a lot. There you go, there you go. Um, I also, I, I don't know if I say I couldn't do without it, but I do enjoy a bloody good toasted sandwich. And your doctor has told you no to them. No, he hasn't. Well, <laughs> Sharon in the chat. We might as well scan through the chat now, haven't we? Have a little look at what we've had come in, Magsy. Well, well, we'll start with this one. Okay. Uh, Sharon, Sharon says that you would put the cats ahead of her if Lemmy loved you, but he doesn't, so it's okay. <laughs> I was talking to Liv, my, my middle daughter, about this the other day as we were walking to the shop. Because, you know, like Facebook has the memories thing, doesn't it? And, and it's quite cool. Facebook pisses me off, but it brings out like you know, Facebook memories, you, you shared this picture five years ago and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And it can be random stuff that you'd never look up again. And there's pictures of Lemmy as a little kitten sat on my shoulder when I'm editing or, you know, um, cuddling up against me on the sofa and all this. And there was times I bought his little cardboard bed over to the side of the, um, put it on a chair so I could bring it to the side of the uh, sofa with me and all that. And he bloody loved me. And then one day he just changed his mind and now he don't give a shit. Yeah. And now if he could, he could swear he'd flip you the bird. Oh, yeah, totally. He wouldn't even let me stroke him. He just fucks off. You've done something to that cat, and he he's never forgiven you for it. He's very upset about something. But all the cats are like it. None of them are like our stop. The only cat that likes me doesn't even live here. <laughs> he's the only cat that he's, likes he's, me. That cat's not learned you, though. That's why. No, that's it. Sometimes <laughs> when, there's, when there's an issue, and I th- we've, had, we've had this conversation recently, uh, sometimes when there's issues and there's one thing involved in them all. They're the problem. Yeah, I think you're I think right, it man. was about CM Punk. We were talking about CM Punk, I think. Mm, or, that's or was right. it Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're the CM Punk in that household. You're the problem. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have in the chat, Magsy? So um Graham said that his iPod is not the wheel one, it's the latest one. Ooh, Lord Dar Graham with the latest okay. one. Um he says, but he did have those two. Uh, technically, as the iPod Touch, so that's is that the one with the that's just like a looks like a mini iPhone, then doesn't it with the screen? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Dan Griffith says, "Fuck's sake, Cam, blue cheese is ace." Uh, Graham is not happy. The volley recording this week is at the same time as Good Cop Bad Cop. Not happy, SJP. Be better be a one-off, otherwise there will be a network war. Wow. Dan, Dan wades in and says, nope, it is not SJP's fault. Blame the Premier League. Hey, I, uh, Matt just sends me a message. Want to do a show that time. Yeah, crack on, mate. It ain't up mm-hmm. to me, buddy. Take a letter with your, your podcast partner. Yeah, so maybe he's the he's the Jimmy Uso of this situation. He is the issue. on so many on so many different levels (laughs) (laughs) on every conceivable level and then the last one uh king pig is just confirming that his was based on the fact of your stupid ridiculous vague rules oh fair enough okay 
that's the way you want to play the game. Fine. <laughs> Magsy, I suppose, uh, relatively early this week for a change. Look at us flying through it like know, the professionals that we are. Non-wrestling topic, a, a good lengthy haul of lane from your good self, and a little chat as well. And we're, and we're a, already a, at a very concise haul of lame that you literally wrote on the back of a cigarette packet not two minutes before you, you read it out. I did it, actually did it yesterday, but fuck <laughs> you. Let's talk a bit of wrestling, mate, shall we? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! And he's there, look at him, smoking it up. <laughs> uh, Magsy, I voted for you this week, so naturally that means I don't get what I want. Yeah, it was. this was a, a whooping, weren't it? It was a drubbing. It was 60-odd wasn't it? Is that right? Well, that, when I checked it earlier on in the week, I think mine had one vote and yours had like 11 votes. So you were you were smashing, man. Oh, so I made a little one, bit of a comeback then. <laughs> that one vote might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> it actually probably was. Because I shared it and then voted for you straight away. Oh, sweet, yeah. Because I wanted to watch that. But never mind. I'm quite happy with this as well, you know. Um, I don't think I've seen this. I've seen the finish, but I don't think I've seen anything else from this event. So you've not seen that? You don't think you've seen this match before? I don't think so. There's none of it rang a bell. Normally, if I, normally if I go back and watch a match, even if I've not seen it for decades, I might remember like the finish or something like that. But then when I'm watching it, other things will come back to me. I might have seen this when it aired, and then not again since and i've just you know completely forgotten about it or i don't think I'm, i might not have ever seen this all yeah. the way through anyway i've i've seen it a couple of times maybe uh when i've gone through like um storyline recaps so i'll watch all of like say stone cold steve austin's uh stuff all the way through his like attitude era uh okay. so it, it comes up obviously during that or when i've done a, a binge of periods in 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 raw history so yeah i've i've caught it a few times okay uh we are of course referring to the main event from over the edge in your house 1998 dude love versus steve austin but there is so much more going on than just that mm -hmm. isn't there uh, austin is the wwf champion Vince McMahon is now fully settling into the Mr. McMahon character at this point. He has yep. his stooges there of Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe, and they are going to do all they can on this particular evening to make sure Steve Austin does not leave with the WWF title. Do yep. love is their chosen challenger. I suppose he is their guy. Uh, he, he's had a bit of a shave. He's tidied his hair up. He's even wearing a suit jacket to the ring as well. Um, the, the, very much stacking the the odds against the champion here, Max, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, this this is uh, comes off Austin winning the title for the first time at uh, uh, um, uh, WrestleMania, uh, and then leading into that whole uh, Austin versus McMahon stuff. Uh, Mick uh, had walked out on the company, I think, as Mankind, and then returned a week after as, as Dude Love. Um, former tag team champion with Stone Cold Steve Austin as well, uh, and then got involved in the Austin versus McMahon uh, stuff. I think it was it the match with one hand tied behind Austin's back, right? Uh, and uh, he ended up giving Austin the mandible claw, which 
then showed that he'd aligned with with Vince and he was going to be their the co- the the corporate champion, I suppose, mm. for for Vince and uh, to stack the deck, like you said, uh, uh, Vince had assigned um, Gerald Briscoe as the the guest timekeeper, uh, Pat Patterson as the guest uh, bell ringer, uh, and then um, he, he, he there was an offer of a almost like a laugh line with uh, with Stone Cold if he can find someone to watch his back then uh, they can make sure that Vince basically uh, calls it straight down the middle because he was the the referee. Uh, I think in the lead-up to this show, um, Vince admitted to assaulting Stone Cold, which then led to Vince getting arrested. Uh, so, yeah, they were, they were heavily in this uh, McMahon versus Austin storyline, which was just great viewing at the time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um- you mentioned about a lifeline for somebody to to watch Austin's back. It, it is worded by Jim Ross on commentary as being a volunteer to make sure McMahon referees it uh, yeah. fairly. And we get these entrances, don't we? Do love comes like well. First of all, we get Patterson and Briscoe coming out, and then McMahon coming out. And Patterson is also acting as the ring announcer. And mm-hmm. Finkel introduces Patterson massively overstates how wonderful this guy is. And it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's very, very funny. And then Patterson does the same for Briscoe and McMahon. And then of course, <laughs> dude, dude love enters as well. And they advertise the Briscoe brothers body shop as well. That's brilliant. Reading the phone yeah. number, the address out. Um, yeah. And Jim Ross uh, on commentary, absolutely mocking um, Patterson's uh, French Canadian accent. When he miss, uh, miss speaks words is, Absolutely superb. Mm, yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. And then The Undertaker makes his way out as well because he has decided he is going to make sure that this is refereed fairly. And when The Undertaker's music hits, Vince McMahon, his reactions here, it's just fantastic. The, the facial mm-hmm. reactions, his body language, everything. He really sells the fact he's not happy about The Undertaker being there, Maxie, doesn't he? Yeah, um, because he said that none of the locker room were brave enough to stand up to him. Mm-hmm. And if there is one person in that locker room who would stand up to, to Vince, it's, it's certainly uh, the dead man. So yeah, he, yeah. he was not best pleased. Uh, Patterson goes on to say that he's not going to introduce a bum. He won't introduce Austin. So we just get the glass break and the crowd go batshit crazy as they do in this era for anything Austin did. Uh, And Stone Cold stomps his way to the ring with that familiar Steve Austin kind of swagger, swagger attitude to his walk and so on. And, And the match gets underway quite quickly. And we straight away see that McMahon wants to count fast off a, off a shoulder, I think mean, it's a shoulder block, isn't it? From Mick Foley goes down for a cover early on. McMahon wants to count quickly, but that's the only real sort of time I see it, to be honest, right? Throughout the whole match. Cause the undertaker then starts hovering around quite a bit and putting him off. I think he, he starts basically being just sat on the shoulder of Vince McMahon and Vince is forever. having to look back and make sure that, mm. that he's behaving himself. Cause, cause the undertaker is, 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 it's just like his shadow. So yeah, I think he tries it once, realizes that Taker is not having any of that bullshit and doesn't attempt to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, in the chat there. Late to the party, but hey to the CWF, says Cam. Good to see you, Cam. Thanks for joining us, mate. Yep, uh, Cam, your um, your story about cheese uh, and hating <laughs> blue cheese and then not really knowing whether to pick kids over cheese. Yeah, brilliant. Just listen back to, to the audio. We uh, give you uh, a bit of a dig there, sir. So. Uh, we then get a moment with Dude Loves Teeth, it's which I thought was it's fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's got like false teeth in, hasn't he? Because obviously Mick Foley's lost teeth and so on. And he's walking to the ring when, it, when he makes his entrance. And spiking. he's showing him off his teeth. Yeah, like. and, uh, and they get, they fall to the mat. And it must be, I'm, I'm assuming this is this isn't, I get the impression that this was kind of improvised on, on the spot, really. Do you think I, I don't know? I think I think it's a I think it's a planned spot. Okay. Yeah. But either either way, planned or unplanned, it's yeah. the crowd just go mental. Especially when uh, Austin stomps on the teeth and then then essentially throws them at Vince McMahon. Well he threw some into the crowd as well, didn't he? He, he threw did, a bit yeah. into the crowd. Can you imagine getting it on the noggin by Mick Foley's gammy dribbly tough? That that will be somebody's proud of place in their in their memorabilia resting yeah. memorabilia section. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> uh, Austin hits the Lufaz press and then clotheslines Dude Love to the outside, and then Dude Love kind of takes over for for a moment by sending Austin into the ring steps. Yep, and he, we then get I suppose a bit more bias refereeing, don't we? Because we, we get some choking and some biting from Mick Foley, even though he hasn't got any teeth. To uh, um, you know, McMahon as the referee just ignores this. He doesn't you know reprimand reprimand him whatsoever, Magsy, does he? No, exactly. This is is definitely showing his uh, pro dude love bias here. Um, yeah, th- he's just forever stacking that deck against Stone Cold. Mm. Indeed. Um, we then get into what I, what I deem as, as being quite long portions of this match being fairly punchy, kicky. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Austin, it, Austin in the Stone Cold Steve Austin era, especially the more his career went on, that's kind of how his matches were because of the injuries and other problems he yeah. had. But this is just a bit punchy, kicky before we move on to um, more sort of shenanigans from the McMahon side of things, don't we, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. Um, it 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 goes into a brawl essentially. Um, there's a hell of a lot of claws, lands, and stomps, mm-hmm. um, and it becomes a very basic fat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the mandible claw is attempted at one stage, uh, but then Dude Love gets hung up in the ropes, doesn't he? Yeah. Austin for any- I, I don't like this. The no. hangman. It always looks dangerous then. You think he'd learn when when he nearly lost an ear, uh, and to not do this move, but he is. It, it looks cool at the time, I suppose. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess um, they, they, the competitors headed to the outside of the ring again. Austin gets sent over the top of the announce table, and then Pat Patterson comes back onto the microphone because, of course, he is the guest ring announcer and says, "This is a reminder to everybody. This match." Is no disqualification. Again, with the fucking shenanigans. And Just, Jim Ross loses his shit. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's fuming. Absolutely fuming. Since when? Since when? He starts yelling, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, dude Love uh, straight away then grabs a TV cable and starts choking Steve Austin. And I like stuff like this. 
Yeah. You know, it's very it's very simple and straightforward, but you've got, you know, the cables are everywhere. Why not use them? It makes yeah, sense, th- doesn't it? This wasn't meant to be a technical um wrestling match. This was Austin farting for his his WWE career and farting to defend the champ championship that the the whole of the uh, Vince McMahon and his entourage were were trying to screw him out of. Mm, yeah. Um, Gerald Briscoe kind of gets splatted in the corner, sat in like the uh, the timekeeper's section, isn't he? And behind that little sort of taped off barrier bit, mm-hmm. Austin and Mankind sort of doodle start fighting that way, and Briscoe sends up underneath a big pile of bodies, doesn't he? Which tickled me. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Stooges. Um, a good value in this match. Yeah. Uh, especially when, when we come to, uh, towards the end, uh, when they both get taken out, but we, we will get to that. Yeah. Uh, they fight into the crowd then. And, and they, the, the way they get into the crowd is that dude love kind of sits on the guardrail mm-hmm. and Austin hits him with a running clothesline. And he takes one of those, you know, quite famous Mick Foley, onto the concrete daft silly bumps yeah but it's not until i saw the replay that i realized quite how bad that was that was horrible wasn't how it? awkward he, he lands as well yeah the guy had no no qualms about destroying his body for for the for the business mm. what a lunatic absolutely insane uh lots of fighting through the crowd that they're, they're going absolutely crazy you know especially when austin is you know sticking his arms in the air the middle fingers and so on they're, they're popping away and so on really really good stuff um stone cold then well they get back into the ring and stone cold sort of positions mick foley on the middle rope runs to basically sit down on his opponent to, to splash him to crush him but misses that and that's kind of then when we get mankind taken over again for i keep calling him mankind i'm sorry dude love mick foley whatever yeah he, uh, he, he kind of takes control again for a little while and we get quite a messy looking net breaker don't we in the ring <laughs> then we get another one when they go out to the to the entranceway and start fighting down the aisle yeah um it is um it's getting a bit rough uh, I suppose, but then that 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 does kind of play into the fact that this isn't a wrestling match. This is a fart, um, mm. and it's about this this point where Patterson uh, then announces that this will not be. Oh, this is a, also a falls count anywhere match now, <laughs> which means that uh, we're going to have some uh, some more action um, out of the ring, and we we'll go up to the the top of the entrance ramp where the all the the smashed up cars for. for basically the the signature of over the edge and also the the briscoe uh brothers body shop advertising car uh we get a, a few spots up at up at the top of the the entrance ramp mm. and again it comes back to it comes back to something we've spoken about a great deal on on chain wrestling live here in that back in this era and for quite a few years afterwards i think we had different entrance ways for different pay-per-views mm-hmm. you know it, it eventually became very generic and now we yeah. get very generic with these bloody flying you know uh, computer Graphics. graphic things i'm not massive fan of those to be fair um but i like this back here when we used mm-hmm. to get the different entrance ways the, yeah. the swinging hooks for backlash, oh, the ba- wasn't it, the backlash ones were amazing yeah. Um, King of the Ring with a massive, you know, uh, electric chair TLC mm. uh, with all the stacks and stacks of chairs yeah. and, and tables and ladders. Yeah, this one, this one, it it's almost 
harkens back to the very early days of the in your house sets. It looks very old school for mm-hmm. for uh, WBF. I mean, this is one of the the last uh, actual in your house pay per views, mm-hmm. um, but it does give off that more of a gritty, grammy look with all the the kind of like um, scrap cars and and things like that. So yeah, it it, it makes it stand out for a, in an era yeah. where monthly pay-per-views were were really taking off it it makes you basically be able to differentiate between um what what the pay-per-view was whereas like i said now they're so sterilized and so generic yeah it's, it's sometimes hard to pick one pay-per-view uh, from another yeah exactly and it's really a, a kind of sign of the times as well that you, you know t- tells you where we are in regards to the timeline of the attitude era and where the company's heading and what it's producing and so on when you mentioned there that it's one of the last ever in your house events because this is also the first pay-per-view wwe ran that was given a, a tv 14 certificate before okay. this, everything was PG, and that then ran till like two thousand and eight or whatever it was that they bought back the PG, and everyone was like, "Oh, we want you know the Attitude Era back and all this sort of nonsense." <laughs> but yeah, this this was the very first one that ran with a fourteen certificate on it that everyone seems oh. to be so obsessed about more recently, don't they? Yeah, and that that's interesting because I wouldn't have said that this stands out as uh, a pretty gruesome pepper i mean i know austin bleeds but mm-hmm. austin bleeding at this time was that was par for the course um but yeah that that's interesting that it was the first tv4 team uh they certainly went over and above this in terms of uh pushing the censorship mm, yeah there we go uh, you mentioned Magsy that they were fighting on the cars and so on. And it, again, this is why I like the different entrance ways. So we can have a little bit of uniqueness to what goes on <laughs> in matches that maybe spill up that way. For example, Raw Rumble 2000 with the fighting in that sort of alleyway bit they had with the yeah. pallets and so on. It, it makes a big difference to me. Yep. And we yep. see Austin gets backdropped on a car. Uh, Foley gets driven into a car as well. Um, it's then, a stunner. There's a, is it, there's a stunner on the yes. roof of the car in there. Yeah. Yes, and then there's like a street light as well that is swinging around uh, all over the place before Foley picks up a big pipe that they describe <laughs> as an exhaust. I'm looking at it, I think that's a bloody big exhaust. It was a thick steel pad that, that would have weighed your car, the back end of your car down. Uh, but it makes a massive deal that he's going to clock Austin with this pipe, hold it up for the for all the crowd to see, and then does the, the gentlest feather feather lat hit with it and then throws the pipe away absolutely made zero sense it was like watching when hogan <laughs> used to throw chair shots in wcw and so on and he'd swing it and then just stop and just, just rub someone's bonts with the top of the chair <laughs> you know yeah. just, just tickle their edge you know it's a <laughs> uh, uh we then get a suplex on the the entrance way again which is basically just the concrete floor we're told <laughs> as they're heading back towards the ring it wasn't concrete, though. You could see that it was actually sellotaped down carpet. Yeah, there we go. And, but that doesn't have to say ring to it, does it? No, oh, my God. God. Look at He's the suplex the on, the, on the sellotaped down carpet. Good God, look at the Oh, carpet. my God, look at that shack pile. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Foley then tries to hit an elbow drop off one of the tops of the car. Mm-hmm. Austin moves, so naturally Foley takes another stupid bump onto the hard surface because now you know, um, Foley. 
Mick Foley uh, said in one of his books that this uh, this elbow drop, he actually chickened out from from doing it. And that's why it looks so janky. I mean, when you okay. watch Austin roll out of the way, he's miles away from being caught with his elbow drop. So it wasn't wasn't remotely close. Again, uh, Mick said in his book that he he um, he chickened out, and basically that's why it it doesn't look as as clean as it should have done. Mm. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, we, we are back at the ring now. And Pat Patterson trips up Austin when he's running the ropes. And uh, a, a turnbuckle loses its cover as well uh, at some point here. And Austin's already bleeding, but gets his head drove into that as well. Yep. And then we have Foley punching the wound and so on. Um, which, again, it makes sense to me. The guy's bleeding already. You should, you know, it's no DQ, as, as Patterson announced. You should be targeting this obvious injury, shouldn't you, Maxie? It makes sense. It's back coming back to being logical in, in, what, they're, in what they're producing. Yeah, absolutely. You you find a weak point and you focus on it. Um, yeah. And then not long after this, uh, Patterson essentially gives Dude Love a chair. Um, so not only is it uh, no DQ, but the the timekeeper and the, the ring announcer um, are getting involved in the match. Mm. So, yeah, this is some bullshit. Yeah, you don't see Lillian Garcia like hand over a Singapore cane or anything very often, do you? It's, oh, uh, that would be cool if you did. Yeah, it would. You just want to see Lillian swinging a cane, don't you, you filthy bastard? That's where your <laughs> she, mindset's gone. She was a, a minx. Was Lillian a minx. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, um, we get the, uh, is it the double arm DDT, they call it, isn't it? For, On, for onto the chair. Yeah. Onto the chair, yeah, for a two count. Uh, Austin does start fighting back, um, but it, we then start, I suppose, coming towards the finish, don't we? Because Austin's fighting back, hits a stunner, and goes to goes to cover Dude Love Mick Foley, but Mom refuses to count. No, just stands he, in the corner. Um, he he refuses to count when Mick runs at Austin with the chair. Austin kicks the chair into Mick's face, and then he. Ah. He absolutely waffles um, Dude Love with the chair. And then Austin went for the, the pin, and then he refused to count. Um, mm. Yeah, so Vince will not call it straight down the middle. No. What a no, dickhead. What a, who'd have thought it, eh? McMahon yeah. being a piece of shit. And this I, is, for this, one, I'm stunned. This is where Vince and... Uh, and and Austin start uh, going at each other, and Mick Foley attempts to use this distraction to wallop uh, Stone Cold with a chair, but he ends up cracking Vince, and Vince, the king of selling, drops like an actual dead body, and <laughs> Stone Cold has to wrestle off him, wrestle him off, off him to get away from him, uh, yeah. and you can see that uh, Mick has to kind of hold back whilst Austin gets this dead weight of Vince McMahon off his back. Yes. And it, I mean, it, it, it obviously it was a powerful chair shot because the guy's out for a little while now, isn't he? Uh, because yeah. we do get the, we the get rest the of the match, essentially. <laughs> yeah. We do get a stunner at that point, but there's no one to count the stuff in for because obviously McMahon is out. A new referee runs in, despite the fact at the start of this match, McMahon very clearly stating this match will only my end hand by my only. hand. Whether I call for the bell or I count the three count, it will only end with my hand. But here's a new referee. 
makes the cover. Pat Patterson, though, the sneaky bastard, the naughty little scamp that he is, grabs the legs of this uh, a new referee and drags him out of the ring. Oh, dear. Um, Briscoe and Patterson then both eat chair shots. No, both yeah. eat choke slams as well, don't they? Patterson gets uh, slammed through the table and then yes. Briscoe goes through, the I think, the Spanish one. So, yeah, because they both try and... Um, and get the pin because dude love was able to get up and um, put the mandible claw on Austin uh, and Patterson tries to uh, get the pin first, gets dragged out of the ring by Taker and gets choke slammed. And then the same essentially happens with, with Briscoe. Um, so yeah. the two stooges are out for the count and uh, we get to, to the finish. I think uh, Austin then hits the stunner. Um, still no one there to pin, but Austin is a wily old veteran. Uh, he grabs Vince McMahon's, drags him over to to the uh, to where the pin's going to take place, lifts up Vince's hand, and counts the pin himself with Vince's hand. Crowd go wild, and Austin retains his title. Yes, indeed, and the crowd do go wild, don't they? Oh, I love the way that they were counting the pin with the hand slap of McMahon yeah. as well. That that worked very well, didn't it? Ah, so there we go. Um out of ten, Magsy. What this are you was, thinking? This was a brilliant match. Not in terms of technical skill, but in terms of getting invested and the great storyline. Um I had a hell of a lot of fun watching it back. Um so it's an easy eight for me. Really? Okay. I got a bit less. I got seven. Shock. Um, uh, what, what do you mean shock? Why is it a shock? Because you're all, you're always a Debbie Downer when it comes to re- the 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 numbers. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it because of the shenanigans. I enjoyed it because of the the finish. I thought was so creative the way that Austin grabbed the referee's hand and used it to count. Well, that was brilliant. Really good stuff. But when you break it down, it's it's basically just a lot of punching and kicking and clotheslines. Mm-hmm. but it's the, the the story which makes it exciting and the drama and so on so i enjoyed it and the seven i think is quite a good score especially when you say i'm a debbie diner and i don't give high scores very often a seven i think is quite a good score but it's more for the entertainment value than the actual in-ring action the actual wrestling side of things was pretty pretty basic wasn't it really it was very basic yeah absolutely this was yeah. more like a a hardcore match than a standard yeah match. okay yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, shall we have a quick scan through the chat, Maxi, before we link elsewhere? Uh, we shall. So um, uh, Cam says, Whoa, there was never a debate between the kids and cheese. I am not an animal. Cheese for laugh. Yeah. Well, we said that. <laughs> said uh, that you had two uh, drafts of your tweet out, one with cheese in front and one with the kids in front. Uh, John Mack, uh, hello, sir, uh, says he's loving this format. First time checking it out on here. Uh, might see about uh, an objective lab show. Yep, honestly, we have so much fun doing these shows live. Um, I know when uh, we first started, Sai, you were very um, weary. Yes. But, but yeah, I, I, I prefer doing these live because you get the, the instant reaction from yeah. from the people in the chat. And, yeah, it's just we we don't we don't pull any punches live it's not um it's not edited you just get the the real or so yeah definitely try it out and do a live I, thing I, i'll second that as well because obviously the the chain wrestling the live show is a monday night as everyone knows uh, well next week it's sunday because it's our 100th live show but more about that later 
and then the audio version drops on a Wednesday. My Tuesday night sat down editing the audio from this, adding the music, adding the sound effects that we can't use on here because of copyright and all that fucking nonsense. You know, it's, it's like, I love that. That's, that's one of the highlights of my week because I have so much fun doing the editing side of things and putting in like little sound effects and music and noises and that. I love it. So that's another aspect. And you and, get um, to listen back to our bullshit. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. <laughs> and see how many times i got to cut out you using the C word and stuff like that. No, I, I don't do it. Don't. <laughs> uh, also, John there uh, mentioning about an adjective live stream. You can follow their show at Adjective Pod on Twitter, <laughs> and it's called Look at the Adjective Podcast. And it's again a fortnightly show looking back on different uh, wrestling events, following WCW along, and so on. Um, I've really enjoyed some of the stuff they put out. It's great stuff. Well yeah, worth checking absolutely. out there. Definitely, definitely. Uh, back to the chat. Uh, Cam welcoming uh, John to the CWF. Uh, and then also asking why are the entrances way so long these days as well? Seems like they're walking out for days. And Dan says they've got to fill in that time that used to be taken up by the Undertaker's entrance. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I like a long entrance, right? I do. I, yeah. It's the anticipation of what's going to come, isn't it? Hmm. Rather than it just being, here's the wrestler and away we go. Yeah, and also you get to hear the music yeah. and all that. And uh, I suppose the an answer to why they are so long sometimes, they're in fucking stadiums, why not they? This, uh, this is another thing. You know I mean, so it's a massive, uh, vast look at, space. Look at, the, look at the last few Royal Rumbles where they've had to do a 200-meter sprint to get hmm. to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cam says, fair point, uh, but seriously, it seemed to take almost like two minutes to get to the <laughs> To ring for the battle row. I mean, the guy is seven foot. You'd think he'd be able to like two stride it and he'd be yeah. there. But um, Cam then says, Hey, they're the most devastating share shots he's seen on the watch alongside um, the, the Hogan ones. Yeah. The Hogan ones. Yeah, they geez. are so bad. And King Pig's Bad Tips, he says, Yeah, and we talk a lot of crap. Oh, no, you you guys. I mean, we definitely talk. We do. Crap. Oh, Cyan, yeah, we do. and myself definitely talk a lot of crap, but you guys. You you are you are the the secret stars of the show. So well, I don't. don't don't um denigrate yourself too much though. There we go. So then, Magsy, where to next week for Chain Wrestling Live One Hundred? Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? A big mm. one hundred show. This well, our second one hundred show if you count the the mm. non live versions. But yeah, it's big. It's got to be memorable. Um, so. I mentioned last week that I, I was hedging my bets with where I wanted to go because I had a very specific match that I wanted to to cover for the 100th episode. Okay. Uh, and luckily, whichever way uh, the, the vote went last week meant that I could link to, to the match I wanted. So um, okay. if we think of important people in wrestling, um, one of them... Well, more than one of them were certainly involved in this match. Um, but there is, there's, you can count on a, on one hand the the amount of people who have who have made such an impact in wrestling that they've changed the landscape of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, again, in this match, Vince McMahon. Um, love him or hate him, um, agree with how he's gone about business or not, he has changed the the world of wrestling um to it would not be how it is now if it wasn't for for his his vision and his kind of ruthless business acumen 
Um, but in terms of wrestlers, um, you can give props to the likes of Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, um, even Ric Flair to say that they were huge stars uh, in, in, in the business and certainly Mount Rushmore level uh, talent. But when you think about a wrestler who changed the wrestling landscape, it's it's Hogan. You've got to give that that um, plaudits to Hulk Hogan. He was the first genuine wrestling crossover star. Mm-hmm. He took wrestling to hearts that he'd never been before. Well, just on a national level, the expansion was enough, wasn't it? An yeah. international level. The mm-hmm. guy was yeah. known around the world. Uh, he was the, the a Hollywood superstar. He was one of the crappiest wrestlers, but as a, a wrestling personality, he's, he's relatively unmatched. So I thought we would cover... WrestleMania 19 when Hogan and Vince McMahon faced off in a street fight. The two biggest um, personalities in wrestling, the two that have shaped the way that wrestling um, has has transformed go one-on-one at WrestleMania. But because it's also the 100th episode, I it would be remiss if I didn't massage the rules a little bit. So I'm going to throw in a little bit of a Brucey bonus. Two more people involved in this match also faced off uh, in a legendary bout, a bout for the ages. At King of the Ring 2000, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson faced off for the hardcore title in an oh, no. evening gown match. So next week, episode 100, two matches, Hogan versus McMahon Street Fight from WrestleMania 19 and Patterson versus Briscoe, evening gown match from King of the Ring 2000. Uh, we've not watched the evening gown match before, have we? No, we have not. I checked no. the Excel file on purpose. Well, that's a shame. Uh, see i'm thinking now magsy the idea i had earlier could probably work so mention the idea because i said to you hang fire on it in case you think there's too much in case we're giving these reprobates too much well i thought that once i put my option forward because it's chain wrestling 100 and because it's a special occasion and we got a start time of seven o'clock. So if we go a little bit longer, it's not too much of a big deal, is it? Because it's still going to be, you know, finishing earlier in theory. I thought we could put Magsy's option on the poll. We could put my option on the poll. And then we could put a third option on the poll for both. Because we know how much everyone likes us to cover both. So in the chat, let us know what you're thinking. We we have had a, an extraordinary amount of 50-50s. Way too many that is that could be comfortable six we've had in a hundred and was it 131 episodes up to that's date. too many that's five too many 
yeah it is it is but there we go so i want to throw forward my link now um and this will be embarrassing because what will happen is we'll put both up on the poll and uh you'll still win it and i won't <laughs> both will both will come in second or something like that <laughs> they've already started in the secret uh paul uh paul group saying all three all three why would be rude not go. to do a 50 50 i mean the on only the way to guarantee a 50 50 would be if nobody voted this is well yeah but you, you could vote for the option of both on the poll and that would get yeah, us th- that is true yeah I mean, I mean, that's, that's kind of what far. i was thinking <laughs> I, I was i wasn't gonna try and get them to balance out the votes exactly because that would work <laughs> also the poll will be up a bit earlier this week but i'll get to that in a moment um my option on the poll is and i know i'll get in there quickly now because you know i always praise your choices magsy i always go oh i love that oh yeah i've not seen that or and this one here hogan versus mcmahon WrestleMania 19 is one of my favorite matches because it is just quality wise it's not great but the story is fantastic the drama is everything about it is so good the video package going into it is fantastic then i bring up my options and you always go the promo that hogan pulls off is amazing. What yeah. the what he definitely doesn't have to repeat himself 50 60 times. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um then I normally put my options forward and you sit there and go, oh fucking hell. Oh yeah, Barry Windham, Dan says, or uh, <laughs> oh, wrestling from 1972 or whatever. And you just sit there and slate my choices, and it upsets me, mate. It cuts me deep. And here comes the ticker across the bottom. The, the was it is how many is it? 33 barriers you listed? It's 33. There's 32 Barry's better than Barry Windham. Oh, no, there's 33 better than Barry Windham. Yeah. Rolling across. Yeah. And again, it comes back to what we spoke about last week. Why haven't I just deleted that by now? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Barry or let's not re- forget. Uh, Don't put some respect on Barry Orr's name. There we go. Barry O. Bar- Barry Sagittarius. Barry Sagittarius. Fucking hell. Anyway. Barry <laughs> I, I want to get out there and say about that because it upsets me mate because sometimes i put forward matches that i love i adore and i want to talk about and you're just like yeah it's crap without even think you know right even giving me a chance you know so here's what i don't I'm think i've ever said anything like that yes you are every fucking week <laughs> here's my options for my option sorry for the poll then uh it is a five-star match from dave Meltzer. Oh. oh yeah it's a biggie and it is from 1986 you dumb motherfucker <laughs> look at his face it is in black and white it's not in black and white at all uh, my link is texas Austin is involved in this match. He comes from Texas. The other segment is involved in this match. He comes from Texas. And also from Texas is the wonderful and glorious Barry Windham. Fuck off. I would like to link to the NWA Battle of the Belts 2 event, which was held on the 14th of February, 1986. The I think the very first event where the big gold belt was defended, potentially, because it was the £10 of gold before that. I might be wrong on that Yay. one, but... You know, and I would like to see 
Ric Flair versus Barry Windham from the NWA Battle of the Bouts 2. Yes, I would, because it's a five-star quality contest and Wyndham is amazing in it. Flair is superb in it. Um, he suffers quite a bad injury early on, apparently, Flair, and it still goes on to be an incredible match. So that's what I would like to look at. If my selection wins the poll, or if everyone votes for both. Don't vote for both, folks. Come on. I've, I've done you a solid here, guys. Two great matches in, in totally different two, ways. Two and he's great picked, matches, picked, I think, is a stretch. He's picked that... Is pick ye oldie wrestling from the days of Methuselah again. <laughs> Methuselah. <laughs> so those are your options. We have uh, Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon from WrestleMania 19. All the drama and the wonderful storytelling that goes into that pretty spectacular contest. Uh, and then we have Pat Patterson versus Gerald Briscoe on the same selection for Mr. Mags for the evening game match for, was it King of the Ring 2000? I think you said Mags. King of the Ring 2000, yep. yes. Which is as daft as it sounds and pure comedy. Or we have the option of NWA Battle of the Belts 2, Ric Flair versus Barry Windham from February of 1986. Or you can vote both because it's our 100th episode and we want to say thank you so much for being with us for these 100 episodes so far, 99, I suppose, so far. So So for you guys, I will sit through another Barry Windham match. It's very good. It is very, very good. Because you've been with us for for these 100 episodes, and we appreciate you. There we go. Uh, On that note, Chain Wrestling Live 100 is on the Sunday next week at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock Sunday. This well, yeah, it would be this week. Yeah, exactly. It is seven o'clock week. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, right. everyone, tune in on the twentieth, and we. Yeah, we're not there. there. <laughs> we're on the night after. <laughs> so no, it's seven o'clock live in all the usual places uh, on the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel, maybe Twitter. It depends on what we stream to, and the Facebook group as well. But yeah, definitely on the YouTube and so on. Uh, seven o'clock Sunday. Do not forget. And I'm going to be putting it out there on all our social medias so much you probably won't forget. You'll get so sick of hearing it. But I want to make sure that everyone's aware because. I would like to make this 100th episode our biggest, our best, get everyone in the chat, uh, get everyone involved as we can. But before we go live on the Sunday, you also have more from the volley looking at live football on the Sunday afternoon. I believe that is Chelsea Liverpool, I think is the game they're covering that occasion. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But you can find all of that information out by following at The Volley Show. And also you get it all on SJP World Media too. The poll will be up on our Twitter account like normal or X or whatever it's fucking... No, Twitter. I can't do that. X bullshit. That it is fine. X. It's been banned in so many countries as well because X and it's it's linked to the porn industry. So mm. Twitter's been actually banned. Yeah, Brilliant. Ridiculous then. Because we will be going live on the Sunday, I will be putting the poll up earlier. So if you're listening to the audio version on the Wednesday... Uh, there's a chance the poll is up that evening or maybe Thursday morning, but it will be up a touch earlier so we can get the poll results in, done, the matches watched, ready for the Sunday live show. Keep an eye out on our social media accounts as well for our non-wrestling topic for the 100th live episode of Chain Wrestling. Uh, again, probably going to be up a little bit earlier, but we do tend to tag people in it as well, so make sure you're retweeting and so on, all that good stuff. Magsy, should we scan through the chat one last time before we depart? We shall. Um... <laughs> uh we've got um king pigs brothers ho- ho- was hoping that when i was talking about iconic wrestlers it was about barry horowitz but you know hulk hogan has never had a a, a hulk hogan appreciation episode barry horowitz has so that's way more mm. important i, I don't think hulk hogan ever will 
No, oh, well, this is true. Uh, Cam says Pat Patterson match incoming. Correct. And not one. Look at that, from, eh? And not one from 1960 odd, where he, who, I can't, who was he even fine? You made Sergeant what? Slaughter. Slaughter, yeah. It was, 19, it was 1981. Shit. And it was, you gave that an eight. I know I did, but I'm, I'm, I don't think of the scores after I've given them. And I always. Okay shit on stuff just for the comedic value I suppose <laughs> um, Dan Griffin hoping against all hope that it was a cane match um, and then Dan says oh he begs to differ that Jane Haystacks was a wrestler, actor and singer in one half of the most watched TV wrestling match of all time but Hogan was consistent with it throughout mm. his years and Jane Haystacks ended up being a footnote in WCW where they absolutely just took the piss. So Cam happy with my pick King pigs, butter before he even heard what your match was said all three. <laughs> then uh, Cam says it would be rude to not be a 50, 50. Well, you don't need to have that option because there is the both option to guarantee it. And then Dan in, in another psychic moment said Barry Windham versus who correct. Cause he was always going to be a Barry Windham because he absolutely adores the guy when he was, a, a he was a stain on the underpants of the four horsemen for if, in my view. So there is that, um, King things matter said sting cam says, just make sure that this one has audio. Sir. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And King things matter says, well done, sir. Um, Thank you, sir. I don't know for what, but well done anyway. Not for putting forward a fantastic match, I bet. No, it weren't for that. It was, <laughs> was, it, was it not? <laughs> it was well done. You've wound up mags again with kicking <laughs> your fucking black and white wrestling from the world of sport days. Johnny saying as a young plucky 18 year old on commentary. <laughs> on commentary. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Johnny Sink, mate. I'll pass I should find, try and link to that in the week after. We'll see. We haven't done any uh, older British wrestling, have we yet? We certainly haven't. Yeah, com- King Pig Bell has confirmed it's a great it. match pick. There you go. You can find the whole show, by the way. To disagree. You can find the whole show, Battle of the Belts. It's got the Road Warriors on it and all sorts on, on YouTube, so you can watch the whole event for nothing. And also in the bargain bin at your local HMB. I wish that was true because I'd buy it, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Magsy, where can people find you online, my friend? They can find me uh, contemplating my retirement from Chambers and if, if I have to watch one more <laughs> Barry Windham match uh, on Twitter. But the, the, all those uh, tweets are uh, invisible because I don't actually make any. Uh, where you can actually really find me at Podfather Mags on TikTok. Um, where I share the life and times of my chickens. So, yeah, definitely follow me there. There we go. There we go. Uh, you can find anything I'm involved in via the network that carries this show, and that's at SJP World Media. And make sure you're following on all the social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff, and the YouTube channel as well. Make sure you're subscribing. This is hugely, hugely important now that we are subscribing to the YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Uh, sharing it everywhere, left, right, and center as well. It would be awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, with regards to the YouTube channel as well, make sure you're checking out the Volley's live coverage this Friday of the kickoff of the Premier League season. Uh, Burnley versus champions Manchester City. What, champions of the championship versus champions of the premiership? It's going to be quite an interesting contest, I believe. Make sure you're checking that out with Dan, uh, Matt, and potentially Connor if he is there as well. Uh, We will be back two days later on the Sunday, live 
the Chain Wrestling 100. Can't wait for that. Really, really excited about that show. It's going to be brilliant. Great. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Lovely. Uh, but most importantly, you can find and follow this show itself on Facebook and Twitter uh, at Chain underscore Wrestling. That's at Chain underscore Wrestling. And make sure you are following and keeping an eye out for our non-wrestling topics, our, uh, our, our polls and all sorts of stuff that we post. Uh, and it's the easiest way to keep up to date with what's going on with the network and the show itself. I have had a blast again, Magsy, my friend. Really enjoyed this. Cannot wait till next Sunday. Really looking forward to this show already. I hope we get plenty of people in the chat. I'm sure we will, because the CWF will let us down on this big, big day for you, me, and the CWF themselves. It's going to be good. I'm off now to potentially go and wait outside HMV and scour the bargain bin. See if you have any barrier window matches. I will see you next Sunday, my friend. Barrier window is a cunt. Naughty, naughty. But when we get together, we have nothing but fun. We come together, the sun was subtracting, you know, it ain't fiction, it's a natural fact, we come